Third World Linux, Jiao here, and uh, well, first off, I'm really sorry for not having anything come out in the past like, month. Uh, I started a new job and I've been trying to get into like proper schedule. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what. Well, I'm, I'm not sure if AG can really talk about what's been keeping him busy or whether he wants to talk about it or not. So you'll have to like tweet him incessantly. But yeah, so um, this is going to be one of those like story time episodes, kind of. And I'm going to be getting through some emails and some tweets, depending on how well the hotel Wi-Fi holds up. A funny story. I am currently on vacation. Um, I went to Bali with the family and um, I, I decided to leave a couple of days early. So, you know, that way I can hang out with folks in Manila. But anyway, uh, the, the flight was supposed to leave at uh, 1.30 in the morning, but uh, because of a storm that's currently in the Philippines, uh, the flight coming from Manila to Bali was delayed. Um, it should have been only delayed probably like an hour or two, but the airport, uh, but, but the airport in Bali closes at like around two in the morning. So what ended up happening was, uh, the flight was delayed until seven o'clock the next morning. Um, and under, well, under Philippine law, if the flight is delayed more than six hours, then, uh, you get, or you're, you're, you're entitled to stay in a hotel, transportation to and from the hotel, uh, food, that kind of thing. So that's kind of where I'm at now. <laughs> um, we were informed at what, like 11 in the evening that the flight was, uh, delayed until seven in the morning and it took an entire, hmm, time is it? It's two in the morning, 11, 12, one, two, like three hours to get everybody to the respective hotels and checked in and whatnot. So yeah, that's why I sound pretty tired, I think. I'm not sure. Or at least less energetic. Um, yeah. There, well, Bali is nice. <laughs> it's a, it can either be like a really chill place or a really intense place, depending on like which part of the island you're on. Uh, but because I was with old people, we decided to go to this area called Seminyak, which is just really chill, nice beaches and whatnot, which doesn't really quite make sense for somebody from the Philippines because fucking we have beaches for days. But, you know, that's neither here nor there, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting to see like the law at work, right? Like, so, uh, this is what it looks like on paper. It's, uh, it's you're supposed to get this 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 and this as uh, you know your rights as passengers etc but in practice like you're stuck at a hotel in the middle of bali or in the outskirts of bali at like two in the morning which is pretty cool you know don't get me wrong this is like quite an experience this is a uh, exactly the type of thing that you'd talk about on a podcast <laughs> um i met i met this guy from sweden who, uh, who, who does, or who did, does, I don't know, he studied music production in college. And it was really interesting talking to him, like some of the, some of his insights on, say, like, uh, on, on the tools that we use every day. So like his, his insights on, uh, Cubase, on Audacity, that sort of thing. Um, and <laughs> while we were on the bus on the way to the hotel, he just started singing, uh, you've got a friend in me from Randy Newman, which is pretty fucking awesome. Don't get me wrong. Um, and like this, this, this Scottish guy, I think like 
I, I, I swear I could hear him like humming along, you know, a valiant effort, but everybody was just too dead fucking tired. Um, yeah. So anyway, checked, uh, I checked in last, fully intend not to sleep. And this is, I guess, sort of the universe's way of telling me to, fucking release your third world linux episode you've been thinking about this for quite some time um release that radio norm episode that's been out or that that's been uploaded to the google drive for the longest fucking time so look out for that um yeah and uh with that being said let's get to some emails that have been sitting here for quite some time um going going chronologically backwards uh first we got something from reg he says hey guys listen to your podcast this morning for the first time keep up the good work i'm in manila for a couple of weeks could you guys recommend a good computer or electronics store here with quirky slash unique slash geeky stuff not even sure if that exists but if it did you guys would probably know um all right the 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 best like thing i can think of is uh cdr king but that's just pretty much all products imported from china um you, you can get some pretty interesting things there for cheap but you know they aren't exactly the best quality i can tell you that um and I guess, like, you just go to that tech zone in any, like, SM, like, in, in any SM mall, and you're bound to find something pretty cool there, but, like, I don't think we really have a, a booming hardware industry here, right? So, you know, if you're looking to get cool stuff, your best bet really is to just go on to Think Geek and, like, order something on there or, uh, hashtag not sponsored, or, you know, just get a Raspberry Pi or something. Um, but yeah, CDR King, every now and then you'll find some gems. I got my MK802 there. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, this is from Ocelot. Uh, cross wires. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, first off, techie stuff. I was wondering about the digital divide in languages. Are there any Linux distros that have been translated into endangered languages? Say what you will about Microsoft and Apple, and there is much to say. But Microsoft had Windows 8 totally translated into Cherokee the largest translation since the Bible, and iOS has their writing system native since the iPhone 3 and up. I wonder why Ubuntu hasn't done anything with this yet. And can you have a computer with a phone entirely in, oh, say, Tagalog? This is part of why I was so excited for the Firefox OS phone. Pours went out for the homie. Uh, off tangent, I love you guys, but I think we've totally gotten our wires crossed. Uh, who says, or who was saying that Doctor Strange was Asian? That is not the controversy. Uh, it's, if, if, if they made, uh, Strange Asian or half Asian, who would care? It's Doctor Strange. Who the hell cared about Iron Fist? Uh, the controversy with Doctor Strange is the age, is the ancient one was turned into a white woman instead of Tibetan man, instead of Stephen. Um, you could say he couldn't be Tibetan because of China. <laughs> Black Panther is from a fictional African country. Uh, by keeping Iron Fist a white man, which, by the way, Hollywood changes into white men all the time. I, I agree with that. Um, Marvel had almost entirely white men, uh, had almost entirely white men as superheroes until Black Panther comes out. Um, hell, there's going to be a 9-11 movie based on an African American responder, and he's being played by a white dude. <laughs> God. There's a Bruce Lee biopic coming out, and the main character is Bruce Lee's white friend. Uh, yeah. Um, 
and to point out AG's points about stereotypes, a- Asian Americans can't even play those here. It's Mickey fucking Rooney all over again. Uh, the mighty white trope isn't just for the Asians. The white man can do better, can, can be a better Indian than the Indians, the African, a, a better African than the Africans, etc. It's sad to say, but the Power Rangers has remained more diverse for a lot longer than almost all superhero movies. Um, it's a systematic problem in Western comics. Uh, Marvel comics getting Filipino culture very wrong. I don't know how many, uh, Buddhists, I don't know how many Buddhists you see in the Philippines, uh, enough to be a highly visible minority. There's no excuse for this. Many Marvel and DC artists are from the Philippines. Ah, it pains my heart. Um, and fuck Johnny Depp. Yes. And, uh, fuck Ghost in the Shell. Yes. Uh, oh, this is, yeah. Um, now AG. Uh, goddammit, AG, Hamilton's, Hamilton's cast being mostly Puerto Rican is a political statement. You've totally missed the point. Puerto Rican nationalism is part of the subtext. White supremacy is part of the subtext. Sadly, Native Americans were erased from the story as always. Um, hmm. And on Star Wars 7, I liked watching it, but it does have deep structural problems and a huge disconnect with marketing, and what marketing was selling was very different from what we actually got. Hmm. All right, so, uh, techie stuff first. Mm, the problem with, uh, the, the, the thing with, like, languages and open source is that we need to have people that have time to actually do the translations. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure if AG wants to talk about what's been keeping him busy and his plans and whatnot. I'll leave him up to that. And as for me, fucking law school. Um, Although, more about that in a future Third World Linux, I guess. Yeah. Um, fucking the, uh, like being in, in, in Bali, it's interesting because there is an endangered language here called Bahasa Bali, which is sort of the native language of the people of Bali. Bali. Yeah. Bali. I don't know. But yeah, sort of the native language of the people here. And it's been, like, like there aren't too many people that learn it anymore. It's it's kind of sad. And what's even sadder is like its name Bahasa Bali is uh is is Indonesian is Bahasa Indonesia saying that this is like the Balinese language. So um its official name isn't its name in Bali or in the Balinese language. And yeah, um well that is a problem with open source. Um, it's one of those things where, uh, it, it, it is, it is democracy in its sort of, it's, it's, it's a democracy in, I, I would argue its purest form, where it is the tyranny of the majority. And, um, you get all of the strengths and all of the weaknesses of a democracy, like a pure democracy where, um, it literally is what or the majority of the people want and uh it's it's quite sad to think about that like um uh, a language like the balinese language um sort of falls by the wayside because of like lack of use uh yeah what only about only about 3 million speakers and of those 3 million i think only about 1 million of them uh speak it natively right like literally this just tiny little austronesian language you know somewhere in the middle of indonesia um yeah 
yeah it's it's uh it's pretty sad dude and and well i know that it isn't like the role of open source uh to be like the the, the stalwarts of language or, or a preserver of language but um i don't know there could be a way around it say like uh some sort of foundation or whatever that makes it um that makes it like a point to translate different open source projects into the endangered languages just for the sake of uh, just for the sake of preservation i don't know i suppose props to windows and mac or whatever um and and uh, about a a computer phone in Tagalog. This is a uh, kind of interesting because I, I do distinctly remember one of those old Nokia phones. It must have been like a 3210 or something that had an option for Tagalog. And what I found really weird about it was that a lot of uh, a lot of like the menu options, etc., were more or less in English uh, because. We just simply don't have any native word for the word settings, for example. Um, so the translation for settings was mga setting, which is kind of weird, right? Because like the, the plural marker in Filipino is to add mga, like before your noun. So yeah. And it, it, it looked kind of awkward, uh, because like everybody kind of knows what the word setting is. Yeah, so it, it looked kind of awkward, but then maybe that's just because I was I was raised bilingual, um, and you know, I would like to think that my English is pretty good. So there's that. Um, but it would be great though to have like the, the the more endangered languages find find a find a place in the open source community as a as a God, what's the word I'm looking for? As a way to preserve the language, right? Um, yeah. On off tangent stuff, I don't remember who told me that the controversy with Doctor Strange was that Doctor Strange was played by white dude. I think that might have been Norm's idea. Or that might have been something that Norm told me. Like, there was some sort of controversy about Doctor Strange being... Yeah, anyway. Uh, on, on the Ancient One, I agree with you 100% on that. Uh, and yeah, I, I, th- I think we sort of did cross wires. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was really weird. Really weird to, fucking, I, I, it was, it's really annoying, right? Like when they, uh, it was a bit of a bait and switch in a way. Like, you know, you have somebody, they had somebody that looks like the ancient one or somebody that looked like the ancient one from the comics and, you know, all of a sudden, like, oh, it's punked or whatever. Oh, God, I'm sleepy. <laughs> um, Dude, there's gonna be a there's gonna be a 9/11 movie. I, I had no idea. Um, oh, and uh, shout out to the video that you sent us, man, um, about uh, the sort of original plans for Doctor Strange. Um, it's a video from uh, Scott Nicewander. Uh, is that how you pronounce his name? From from NerdSync. I'll link it in. Um, I'll link it in the show notes. And uh, and the oh yeah, shit, I forgot to read the addendum. And the addendum is Spider-Man was Asian in the 70s. So would it be the end of the world if a white man wasn't the hero just a few times? And uh yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I really do. I actually wanted to see Miles Morales as Spider-Man, but no. Uh yeah. Um and and uh and well fine it was it was cultural misrepresentation but it was it was kind of refreshing to see uh the new 52 when they made um when when what's his name British guy made uh 
made Dr. Fate Filipino. But again, cultural sort of, I don't know. I guess it's something that I just learned how to filter out. I, I don't know. Um, I, I guess I don't have that sort of cultural sensitivity to the issues of race because race isn't an issue in the Philippines. And, um, and it's, it's interesting to see. Well, I found it quite interesting to see play out in like the various political going on, goings on around the world. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a terrible thing to see actually. I'm not sure if I'm making sense. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, next up we have an email from Michael Wilson who says, I love your podcast. Been listening for almost a year now. Quickly became one of my, uh, quickly became my favorite podcast. In my opinion, you could stand to be more neckbeard elitist, elitist. But I guess technically being normal is fine too. My favorite quote unquote distro is LFS. Um, Arch is a very close second though. I don't know if this works in favor of or against your opinion of LFS, but I also program nearly all of my user space applications like my web browser, MPD client, and every user space program I don't program by myself is an open source project that I I contributed contributed to the best of my ability. So take it from me, someone who knows a lot about computers and software, that you two are not as stupid as you sometimes portray yourselves to be. If the average computer user were as smart as you both, the world would be a better place. When you think about it, all the unscrupulous tech companies, you know the ones, wouldn't exist as they are if the public's stupidity and ignorance when it comes to technology wasn't so exploitable. Apple and Microsoft are kingdoms built literally on the stupidity of man. They don't attempt to teach people about technology, only try to capitalize on the public's inability to understand it, Google included. These companies have their resources and manpower to further divide technology light years into the, or to further drive technology light years into the future. But instead, their focus is on profit. For this reason, technology is under the reign of these tyrants, or for this reason, technology under the reign of these tyrants will progress as slowly as possible as to milk as much money as possible from the masses. Once you've built or bought a computer with networking capabilities and bought an internet connection, you literally have to pay for nothing, nothing, and still get access to the amazing wealth of information available though your network connection could be stolen. These companies do not want you to know that. They want you to pay out of your ass for machines that are not fully functional because it will keep you dumb and keep you paying. Well, this is more of a rant than anything else, but I do love your podcast and I hope you keep up the good work. Yours truly, Tentacle Therapist. Hmm. Um, when it comes to like our individual abilities with the computer, Linux, etc., um, I, I would like to think that we fall into the category of people that know how to fuck things up really bad. Like, like I know just enough to, uh, I, I know just enough to work my computer, right? Because, um, in, in that entire, in that entire like scale of, uh, the entire scale of technology users, right? You have people like my father who is an absolute dunce on the other end of the spectrum. You have uh, people that love Linux from scratch. And sort of in the middle is, uh, yeah, so, somewhere in the middle, but leaning more towards the, I like Linux from scratch, is uh, the type of person that can fuck things up and can fuck things up really bad. And I'd like to think that that's sort of where we fall in terms of our ability with uh, Linux and technology, you know. Um, and if we were to further subdivide that, I'd fall on one side of that spectrum and AG on the other. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I think the the more popular term for it is quote power user, but that doesn't really that that isn't really like evocative of like one's ability or one's one's knowledge of the inner workings of a computer. Uh, yeah, um, I've never tried LFS. Uh, it's it's really funny, right? Because like I, I once made an offhand comment about that to, about Linux from scratch to AG, like. You know, uh, Linux from scratch, your, um, like, like what you get is a book. Like the installer is a book. And he thought it was, he thought it was joking. <laughs> Oops. Right. Mm. And yeah, that's true. Like once you get a computer and, uh, and a working internet connection, you really don't have to pay for anything to, uh, have access to what, what I like to call the sum total of humanity's collective knowledge. But yeah. Uh, another, another, like, what do you call it? Another layer to add to, uh, profiteering sons of bitches are your ISPs that make it deathly difficult for you to get on the internet. Um, or, well, fine, your, your ISPs, or it could be like the, uh, it could be the, 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 it could be government regulation, perhaps, you know, so say like, um, some countries that block off parts of the internet and whatnot, or well, try to block off certain parts of the internet. Um, mm, yeah, it's hashtag. It's all connected. Fucking like big companies like Facebook that tie up with ISPs to make a certain type of data free. You know, again, it's 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 a it's a good thing because it gets people on the internet. But it's a really bad thing because it gets people on a specific part of the internet with the rest of the internet being behind a massive paywall. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a weird thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure where I stand on that. Um, because like in, in principle, I don't like the idea, right? Because that's, uh, that's very not net neutral in the sense that instead of like fast lanes and slow lanes, you have cheap lanes and fucking expensive as shit lanes and if you're you know a plucky filipino podcaster well you know you're going to be downloading like 50 megabytes and that's probably like half of your daily quota you know <laughs> so i i don't know where i'm going with that uh, um and uh hmm God, I forgot the, uh, oh and I, I forgot who sent this. I forgot who sent us that tweet, but it was something about a, uh, it was something about totally pay money for the third world Linux hat or beanie. Um, hmm. I, I really do not know anybody that can manufacture hats or beanies. Or if, if you know, um, if you know of any, like, place on the internet that can do that. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, cafe press or Zazzle or something. Um, because we, we've been looking into that as merch, as like a, a merch option, right? But it's, it's kind of pricey for, um, you know, it's, it's kind of pricey for the end user, fucking the, for you guys. Um, it, it'd be, I think it would be cheaper if we just like silkscreen our own shirts and whatnot, and then like send them out. But at the same time, uh, 
well, one, the time investment and two, the shipping cost. Um, yeah, like I, I would think that the profit margin would be about the same <laughs> considering like shipping costs from the Philippines to interestingly enough, like the UK, I, th- I think like shipping from the Philippines to the UK is more expensive than shipping from the Philippines to the US because of economies of scale or something. So yeah, um, uh, we're still looking for like merch options. What not? Well, I'm, what, what we're uh, what we're thinking of, or what I'm thinking of, is for the stuff that's uh, for, for the stuff that's in the U.S. and Europe, like have one of those online companies handle it, and for everybody that's in the Philippines or in Southeast Asia, uh, you know, we'll silk screen our own shirts and send them to you. Fucking, if you're in Manila or Cebu, we can meet up. You know? Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm sorry if I'm not making any more sense. <sighs> The wake-up call is coming in about 15 minutes.